This week, we're going to talk about whether the markets can continue to improve and how to keep refining your plans in these uncertain times. And now, The Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Welcome. Russ Hackman is the Wall Street Sweeper, and it's so great to have you along on the show. It's all about sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. It's all about proper financial planning for your retirement. Russ Hackman's president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Russ, greetings to you once again. Good to be back here with you. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I really am. I'm I I cannot complain, and I do enjoy these conversations. You, you'd be amazed, Russ, of the information that I learned <laughs> from this show. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I will tell you, being being out there on the road uh, these days at, at our various offices and uh, sometimes visiting folks, you know, in their homes, that the conversations are, you know, certainly more interesting than ever. They're more... Um, um, heartfelt than, than ever if yeah. that's a way of putting things because yeah people have lost real money this year people are really really anxious this year and um you know we consider it our mission to you know try to take on some of that responsibility try to uh, um, you know get people's portfolios in shapes where they know they've got a certain amount of assets that's very solid and they know they've got I mean, I think people generally understand that the markets do bounce around, but it's like, you know, do I have to be losing money and everything and going out there and, uh, you know, kind of uh, preaching our philosophy, uh, if that's a way of putting it, uh, is, is just, uh, you know, keeps me going all week long. Well, you give us so much and to week, consider. And weekend, I should say. <laughs> right. seven days I guess a that's, that's a days. really good busy. You know, of course, uh, Russ spent his early career on, on Wall Street trading desks, so we always open the show with his take and his read on the week. And I've read so many articles this week on how is Wall Street doing so well now uh, when I'm paying so much for insert item here. Uh, wh- why is that? There seems to be signs of, uh, there seem to be signs of stabilizing. Well, that's right. And it it, it sort of seems like, you know, week to week, Dave, we can go from, you know, gee, the week was a disaster to, uh, hey, looks like some signs of, uh, you know, positivity, at least in the uh, stock market to some extent in the bond market. And we have indeed seen that uh, in the last several days where you've seen the markets uh, bounce off the lows You've seen some stabilization of bonds and bond funds, um, and I think that that is attributable to uh, you know a sense that number one things have gotten a little what they call oversold a couple weeks ago in terms of so much pessimism mm-hmm. out there in the market, and then secondly, uh, some perception that the Fed is realizing that. With um, with almost, and there's starting to be some, you know, you read the tea leaves from the different things that Fed speakers say on different days, even outside of their formal meetings, that they're getting a sense that, you know, some of the inflation numbers, even though there's high, are starting to trend in the right direction. If you see some of the underlying price trends and things like um, some energy costs, at least in the U.S., uh, some um, raw materials costs, uh, housing market is softening a little bit, that there are signs that you know inflation, at least the rate of inflation may have peaked, that the Fed itself may be starting to understand that 
increasing rates so fast has been very disruptive to global markets. We talked about you know what happened with the euro and the pound, and I know some of this can be a, a little obscure for some of our listeners, but you know basically the Fed tightening has induced turbulence, and there's some sense that that pace of tightening will abate, and uh, hopefully inflation will start trending down towards four percent next year. And that being said, that'll allow the markets to calm down a little bit. That's at least why, you know, sort of the prevailing explanation as to why you've seen some some calm in this storm. Although, you know, what I don't think, Dave, is that, you know, we're out of the woods, that's for sure. No, no. But you do keep us up on this show, as you do with your clients and navigating not only uh, the markets, but bumps in the road you'll encounter in your life with proper retirement planning. And keep in mind, Russ is available to start the process with you in an, in an initial consultation that can be quite informative. It's thorough. 617-299-7676 to schedule. 617-299-7676. Well, Russ, what are some of the big topics and conversations you've had in, in meetings in the past week? Yeah, the biggest things that we've been experiencing, and we, you know, we have a bunch of meetings every week, a bunch, you know, every month. Uh, all over, uh, you know, the Boston area, New Hampshire, down in Connecticut. You know, the biggest things that people want to talk about are, you know, why am I losing money in everything? How can I get some measure of stability in my portfolio, at least part of it, while I wait for for my stocks to come back? Good questions out there. A lot of questions mm-hmm. about taxes. Uh, we always get a lot of questions about taxes and tax planning, and how do I plan to not pay too much. Uh, on on uh, r- much tax on my retirement, Dave. Um, what about this inflation? How do I build a plan that contempla- contemplates inflation? And um, yeah, that all those things fit into you know how we conduct our planning overall. But those are the prevailing yeah. trends. And t- and really, you know, I think people. One of the things that people tell me when we when we meet is they like the specific examples that we give of clients that came in to see us and how we helped uh, their portfolios, how we helped them, you know, at least uh, feel a little more calm through these what I call financial hurricanes. Right. And uh, speaking of a specific couple, Dave, um, a couple living in Portsmouth in New Hampshire, um, that uh, we met uh, several weeks ago that had called in uh, to the show like people are going to call in today. Uh, really uh, accomplished couple professionally. He owns a construction business. She's a college professor. So really, um, you know, accomplished folks, uh, very nice people living on a, have a very nice house that they bought a long time ago with a tremendous view. Uh, and, you know, I always, always like to see people in their houses if they have <laughs> tremendous views and it doesn't have to be the water. Some <laughs> right. of my clients, I have a set of clients in the middle of, uh, of uh, Massachusetts that uh, they own an apple orchard and they make their own hard cider oh, out of it. Oh man, which, that's cool. Yeah. Every time I, I make a point of, you know, we do our reviews with folks every few weeks uh, or every few months, I should say. And every time I go through there, they send me out with some hard cider. So I make it, you know. <laughs> you can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, they really like the attention. But, you know, the issue that they were, and they were in their early 60s, or they are in their early 60s, um, you know, common problems that we're seeing this year, saying, hey, we got 
we saved about 1.75 million. We're, but we're looking at this portfolio and we're down hundreds of thousands of dollars, which, hey, Russ, we get that. We get that the markets go through cycles, mm -hmm. but we're losing money on everything, right? And I think for a lot of folks, if you look at your portfolios and every single uh, other than what you have in your bank account, which is not, which is earning a lot less than inflation, if you're looking at that, you know, that's the same thing that this couple was saying is how do we get some stability in our portfolio? We understand our stocks will go up and down over time. Uh, so they were down 25% across the board. So hundreds of thousands of dollars. They even had, then they didn't really know why, a portfolio that was concentrated in technology stocks that their big box broker had set them up with. And, you know, for, and then the last thing that they told me is they said, listen, this is like Greek to us. <laughs> like we know our fields, but this, you know, financial language that that you speak, Russ, and that, you know, we're supposed to have learned through osmosis, I guess, you know, <laughs> we just don't speak this and we don't really understand what's going on in our portfolio. So, you know, for these folks, what we put together, you know, that was the issue, Dave. Um, for these folks, what we put together is a plan that uh, what the kind of plan that we call a market recovery plan that puts them into a situation where as the market rebounds, they're going to do quite well. But if things get worse and we go to that category five storm, that they're going to actually be protected against losses in that direction. So you can call it almost asymmetric upside. I can make more from here than I can lose from here. So we put together that what I call market recovery plan. And in addition, they were very concerned about taxes. So we put together a tax reduction plan. As folks have heard me say, that can consist of Roth conversions. Those can make sense for folks of any age. So if you're hearing wisdom, like, I don't know if I can do that or not. It's complicated, but we can explain it to you. Having gotten a good portion of their portfolio stabilized, plus having the, the ability to grow significantly as the market rebounds, having that tax reduction plan in place that put them in a good spot. For folks out there, if if you're listening and you're hearing some of these issues, I'm down in everything. I'm looking at my portfolio. I don't know why I own this or that fund. I'm especially losing money in bond funds. It's a big issue this year. And I'm telling you, if you think your bond funds are going to come back in a hurry, they're not going to. So, Dave, we've said that this year is the is the year where you got to go out and get that second opinion. You've got to look for areas where you can improve your portfolio. Uh, all, a lot of people's portfolios are, quote unquote, sick, and you wouldn't get yourself treated for something significant without getting a second opinion. So do give us a call. We'd like to offer that up, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved five hundred thousand dollars or more that complimentary second opinion and full financial plan. Yeah, and uh, including a tax reduction plan, too, a great opportunity for the next five, uh, the next five who've saved 500000 or more to call 617-299-7676. Again, to schedule with Russ Hackman, 
617-299-7676. A great second opinion opportunity or a great starting point for you to your retirement. 617-299-7676. In our next segment, uh, seven retirement pitfalls from Morningstar's Christine Benz. the Wall Street sweeper and Russ Hackman, who is president of Hackman Wealth Partners. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Our get together every week and really an educational outreach also each week, not only on the radio, but with the podcast. So wherever you download your podcast and all the all the platforms, really Amazon, Apple, all of them, just search for the Wall Street sweeper with Russ Hackman. And uh, you can scroll through the menu of past shows as well there on the podcast. Well, we we're talking about Christine Benz. I mean, you, we will talk about from time to time on this show, Morningstar, the Morningstar Report, a Chicago-based investment research firm that compiles and analyzes fund stock, general market data. So in this segment, uh, we're going to call on Christine Benz, Morningstar's Director of Personal Finance, and some tips from Christine as Russ also uh, relates it to retirement planning too. And here's one, Russ, capital preservation is key to building wealth. And you would say, oh, well, that's a real captain obvious uh, statement, but it could be just on the surface. But how does that relate to retirement planning? Well, yeah, it's, um, you know, Warren Buffett has an expression, uh, which is rule number one of investing is don't lose money. And rule number two of investing is see rule number one. <laughs> right. Right. And I think that, you know, we talk on this program all the time about safe money. And that means and, you know, I'd say my opinions are is even strengthening on this. I mean, I, I always felt that, you know, 30 to 50 percent of folks is, um assets should be in assets that can't go backwards. And for uh, many of the folks we know, our clients, uh, that has helped greatly this year because almost everything has gone backwards except the assets that we knew couldn't go backwards. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the importance of, of, of being aware of what's out there for safe money and thinking that you know something, 40, 50, depending on your risk tolerance, should be in assets that I can't that can't go backwards. What do I mean by that? The choices have gotten so much better this year with interest rates. Think about the good old days, Dave. You used to be able to <laughs> put money in the bank and earn money, like maybe right. our like great grandparents. Are did, we entering right? that phase again? Kinda. You can get like four percent at a CD. You can get four and a quarter in one, two, three year treasuries. Right. So. You, if you ha- if you look in your portfolio and you have things that are bond funds, that those things are mostly down fifteen or twenty percent this year. Mm-hmm. I'm saying get rid of those and go into a treasury that is going to yield around four percent, and you can't lose money on that. The bonds have that inverse rate. relationship, right? Bond yeah, long term bonds, right? Yeah. And the bond funds that we all got stuck in while interest rates were zero, but Again, to her point, you know, you got to look at those things that can't go backwards. There's very short-term bond solutions. There's CDs. There's, uh, I'll use the annuity word, which, you know, can be a loaded term, but there's low-cost annuities that are fully principal protected 
where you can earn on a guaranteed rate, 5% in some cases, um, on a non-guaranteed rate, uh, in many cases more than that, uh, if you want to take some upside risk. And so the, the, the thinking around, hey, have 40 to 60% of your assets that can't go backwards, I mean, I think that that's uh, uh, almost as fundamental to anything we talk about as anything. Like, why, why take risk of losing money when you can, you know, get decent, modest returns and 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 sleep better? Yeah, you know, I, I, why? Right? It doesn't make sense. Uh, no. Is speaking of sleeping better, as we're borrowing some observations from Christine Benz of Morningstar, she says it is worthwhile considering considering annuities. But I know there's a lot of confusion about annuities, and I think one of the uh, the confusion uh, is it can be attributed to the lack of knowledge that there are different kinds of annuities. What kind of annuity generally do you talk to clients about? Well, that's the issue with annuities. There's there's two issues with annuities, and why if you if you mention the word annuity, almost anybody has something to say for and against them. Even people who you know just your average retiree, someone's either tried to sell them annuity or tell them all annuities are bad, and you know either they're all good or all bad. And of course, neither one of those things is true, Dave. Right. Um, what and part of the issue is annuity is a very broad term. It just means investment contract with a life insurance company. It's as broad as the term mutual fund. It's as broad as the term exchange traded fund. So if I ask you, Dave, like, do you like, you know, should, Hey Dave, you should buy a mutual fund. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd say, well, what mutual fund? Right. What's it invested in? Like, what's the of what's course. the historical performance? Like, what are the fees? Like, what's the risk? Like, you'd ask all of those questions, and because people don't really understand annuities, when some folks like um, that are big asset managers, they don't want people buying things from insurance companies. They want to just manage assets themselves. Say so you should never buy an annuity. They're tarring. Sure, there's bad annuities, just like there's bad mutual funds. There's variable annuities, very high cost, uh, um, very high cost products. If you have those in your account, don't despair. You can actually replace them with things that are better, that have higher income and less risk. We use a form of uh, of annuities, either fixed, which is kind of like a CD mm-hmm. uh, without the FDIC insurance, or fixed indexed where you get market upside without the downside. Um, and uh, the fees in those products are are modest. So, you know, with, and with all annuities, it's important to realize you do face some liquidity restrictions. So basically the insurance company is saying, hey, in exchange for you leaving your money here for some reasonable period of time, there's ability to get some of your money out every year. And then after a period of time, it becomes totally liquid. But exchange for accepting some liquidity restrictions, the insurance company knows they can go around and invest your money. They give you some pretty good good terms, especially now that the insurance companies know that interest rates are up and they can go get better better deals. So if somebody says, hey, you, you should never look at annuity, that's just bad advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the same thing is true of, you know, the folks that serve you the steak dinners that, you know, the only thing you should go into is an annuity. Well, that ain't true either. Right, so, right. Uh, Somewhere in the middle right. is always is the truth. Yeah, these are all just tools in the toolkit. And there's 
And for every tool, like a mutual fund, an exchange-traded fund, an annuity, a life insurance policy, in general, there's better and worse versions of each of these. With Russ Hackman, who is president of Hackman Wealth Partners and available to talk to you. He does open up uh, his schedule on this show every week at no cost, no obligation to schedule with him. It's 617-299-7676, 617-299-7676. We're uh, talking on uh, really speaking to some observations of Christine Benz of Morningstar. And here is uh, Christine Benz on making the most of your time horizon. If you have a slightly longer time horizon, say three years or more, you can invest in high quality bonds or a high quality bond fund. You're taking more risks, certainly, but you'll have the potential for higher returns than you can earn with cash. Young investors with no imminent need to spend their money absolutely should have more in stocks, whereas investors getting close to retirement will want to earmark more for cash and bonds. And I know you do that, Russ, with your clients assessing their risk as they're near retirement. Yeah, it, it. I mean, I agree with some of I agree with a fair amount of what she says. I mean, young people generally, you know, for your long term money, you want it almost all in stocks. You really don't want any bonds for retirees. Now, in general, we're wanting to stay away from bond funds, which can fluctuate in value. Uh, I am more interested. We were talking earlier in the program about just just bonds that can mature in the next one, two or three years where it's a little bit like a CD, or you can even do CDs themselves. Things are out there, either CDs or short-dated bonds, where I can earn 4 sometimes even 5% without any material risk of loss. And so I'd stay away from bond funds, and I'd stay, and I would allocate to those individual bonds um, in order to uh, really avoid any losses if inflation gets worse, Dave. So Dave, you know, a lot of what we do with folks is, you know, folks will come in with their statements. And sometimes those statements have a lot of, a lot in them, right? So if you're looking at your statement, you've got different accounts and a lot of things in there, you don't even necessarily know, like, what's a bond fund, what's a stock fund. So, you know, as part of what we want to offer to folks and each one of our, um, you know, several times per show, we like to offer folks the chance to get a slot in our calendar, come in and see us. And when we do that, we'll analyze your portfolio and we'll say, hey, this is good and is working for you or we'll come back. This, for example, these bond funds, you've got to get rid of those. You've got to get those into something that's really safe. We do that as part of our process, Dave. And I'd like to go ahead and offer that complimentary second opinion, portfolio review. We add in those tax reduction plans to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more. What a great opportunity when you come in and sit down and talk about you. How often do you get to talk about you or someone really wants to hear about you? And then Russ does. Of course, that's how he learns about you, your unique financial situation to better custom plan with you. 617-299-7676. 617-299-7676 for the next five at no cost, no obligation. Again, 617 299 
7676, a comprehensive review. Well, we spend most of our lifetime getting ready for retirement, and we need to make sure we're prepared as possible, of course. Uh, We're going to take a look straight ahead at four financial gaps that can have a negative impact on that all-important retirement plan. Conversation continues with Russ Hackman on the Wall Street sweeper, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. Russ Hackman is about getting you a clear picture of your financial life. And of course, if you're heading to retirement, kind of that view from the mountaintop of what your retirement can be. A lot of that can come from that initial consultation with Russ. Russ is president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Well, speaking of getting to and mountaintops, let's look at gaps then and how you can bridge the gaps. I know you've got four four financial gaps that could stand between you and your retirement. What are they, Russ? Uh, Dave, the major categories that uh, we put those in are, uh, as you say, fourfold. One is the financial knowledge gap. And we'll come back and, and circle up and talk a little bit about each one of these. But uh, the financial resources gap, the financial perception gap, and the financial empowerment gap. So those are the, okay. the, the major four categories. I'm guessing from knowledge gap, it may be a, a lot of times people, when they get with you, they get to know things that they don't know about retirement planning. I, I think that there's a, just a major issue around, you know, finance in general, financial instruments, investments, that is really a, a a major shortfall in our educational system. Like, you know, you, you think like, you know, maybe instead of having like the, you know, 95th, you know, gym class that you had in high school, maybe, maybe someone could have had like a financial literacy course, right? Yeah. Like, unless you right. studied economics and, you know, even when, when you do study economics, they don't, it's, it's, it's pretty abstract, right? So yeah, they didn't teach it in high school at, enough or at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the problem is that, you know, the available investments uh, and what makes sense and what doesn't changes so much from decade to decade that, um, you know, obviously that's where we hope that we earn our stripes, Dave, is saying, listen, you know, we're here. You know, it's like your it's not like your doctor went to medical school and then, you know, never learned anything else. You know, it's a if if let's say a doctor who's my age and then never learned anything else, you know, from 20 or 30 years after medical school, it's like, no, you got to continue education. Absolutely. And so a lot of what we do and we, we, we obviously uh, take pride in uh, the education and outreach we do through this show, Dave, uh, and the other shows uh, that we do. Uh, And we also in our meetings every day, you know, what really, what really, um, you know, satisfies me is the ability to try to be concise and clear with people about what, you know, how do you really approach this issue of planning for retirement, not running out of money, depending on how much you have navigating, 
you know, these uh, these financial hurricanes, so on and so forth. Yeah, but that kind of really leads to another gap. You said the perception gap. And I know the saying is re- perception is reality, but not necessarily real reality. Uh, you you may sometimes introduce some clients in what they perceived as uh, the path to retirement is not being grounded in reality. Once you get them there, then that overcomes the empowerment gap, because that's all about having confidence in your planning. Well, yeah, I, uh, people can be, uh, and it's interesting to me, like, you know, I, I've, I've meet people who, you know, are on the lower end of resources that are sort of overconfident, but I will actually say that more often than not, I, pe- I meet people with a lot of financial resources that are underconfident. And then, you know, a lot of financial resources, you know, can mean like anything over, you know, a million dollars, million and a half or more. And, um, you know, a lot of what we do is, you know, it's, it's hard to know unless you see it in black and white, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I know that I'm going to be okay? Or how do I know, even if I have a ton of financial resources that I'm using them optimally, or that the government's not going to take, you know, half of them or that, um, in the next, in the category five hurricane, which hasn't come yet, but is going to come at some point that I'm not going to lose, you know, millions of dollars. So that financial perception uh, is something that, uh, you know, we really like to address. And the way to address it is in seeing a financial plan that says, hey, we're going to we're going to have a plan that shows where's your cash coming from? Where's your cash allocated? We've talked about one of the biggest questions, Dave, that you can answer for yourself is, Where's my money coming from when I'm 90 years old? Right. Right. What can I do to lower my taxes? How do I make sure I don't lose, you know, 20, 30, 40% when the markets tank? If you can answer those key questions and do it in black and white, which we do in our financial plans, then you've come a long way to getting your financial perception in the right place. Exactly. And then once that happens and you get proper planning, you get that confidence, which can uh, be empowering. Uh, Russ is goes through these gaps and you could call Russ the bridge builder. If you'd like to schedule with Russ and talk about you and your financial situation and get a glimpse of that road to your retirement and what it can look like, 617-299-7676, 617-299-7676. And Russ, in, a lot of times in those uh, initial consultations, you can identify problems or challenges and then offer solutions. You share a lot of those uh, experiences clients have with you on this show. Yeah, we, we do enjoy doing doing that. And we hear from people that they enjoy hearing stories about people like themselves and so we do like to share at least a couple on each one of our shows. This example here, Dave, really speaks to uh, what we were just talking about, financial perception. Uh, and, and that's a significant issue. Like, can I afford to retire? So we started working with um, a lady, single, a 65-year-old single lady living in Marblehead uh, early this year. She had been really working her tail off as a banking executive and, um, you know, just through COVID and through, you know, before that financial crises and everything else had really just kind of worked herself to the bone and, you know, called into our show and basically said, 
you know, I have these resources. I have no idea if I can afford to retire. The markets were starting to go down uh, early this, this year as we started working with her. And uh, she also had a good amount of anxiety about uh, needing to leave some money to her daughter who has a tough time working because of some uh, mental health issues. Uh, and she was also very concerned about taxes. So like, Russ, how do I get myself in the position where I can retire at the end of this year? And that is what she's going to do, uh, Dave. And uh, I was just talking to her the other day about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we we set up this plan and now she's actually going to retire. And uh, her sort of carefree nature <laughs> that, that with, <laughs> at, with which she's retiring, uh -huh. I'm just, you know, she's got a, just, just a great attitude. I'm sure we're not 100% responsible for that. I'm sure she's also just glad to stop working. Right. But I think uh, being a knowing, free spirit. knowing that her financial knowing that her financial plans are in place, uh, I think, I think certainly helped that, mm -hmm. you know, when we first started working with her, her issue was she was invested entirely in a portfolio of stock and bond funds. Wow. That's really what, you know, that's what the big box firms, the big name firms serve up. Yeah. Whether they're, you know, it's all these big firms where you, you've got someone on the other end of the phone, or even if you meet, here's just, you know, here's your stock funds, here's your bond funds. Here's your calculator that says you're probably not going to go broke. But in her case, you know, and, and I think in everyone's case, that just doesn't cut it. It doesn't address having that safe money that's so important. It doesn't show me. And in her case, she's saying, hey, if I got longevity in my family. I had a grandmother live to 98. So if I'm 90 and I'm still here, you know, how's this going to work? She wants to be and covered so, then. Right. As we met with her, both her stock and her bond funds were down. She had a looming tax bill. She's like, you know, I feel like I'm going to pay a ton of my IRAs to the tax man. And also, I really have no idea what I'm going to leave to my daughter. And it's important to me that I do leave something material. And so the solution that we put together for her, Dave, consisted of a, and we use this, this term with folks, it's part of our financial plans for those folks who need it, a paycheck replacement plan. The day I stop working, where's my paycheck coming from? Number two, we got rid of her bond funds. Like, why do we have this quote unquote safe money that's just going down? We got her into things that can't go backwards, which are also generating income for her. Next, we got her into a, we put together for her a tax reduction plan. We're going to be doing some Roth conversions, which work particularly well right after retirement before social security starts. Uh, and that showed that she could save and potentially leave to her daughter an additional $150,000 or more. And overall, she's having a very good picture that she can probably leave 500,000 to $750,000 to her daughter. Nice. And it has that pretty well dialed in. So, um, you know, a nice solution that we put together for her helped her feel comfortable uh, retiring very soon. Confidence and, and legacy, it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. And so for our listeners out there, we're going to go ahead and offer up another few chances to get on our calendar. Come in and see us. Let us explain to you how we can add a little more certainty. There's no complete certainty in life, but more certainty and clarity into what, into what your plans are help you with some assets that can't go backwards because again we're in the we're in the category 3 storm now when the category 5 storm comes 
you need those safe assets. Let us show you what you could do in terms of saving the amount that you pass to Uncle Sam. So Dave, let's go ahead and offer those complimentary services, that second opinion and full financial plan plus tax reduction plan to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more. 617-299-7676 to schedule. No cost, no obligation. Next five at 617-299-7676. Coming up, we'll close the show as we always do. Russ tackling the most asked questions for the week. That and more after this. back with the Wall Street Sweeper. And Russ Hackman really is the Wall Street Sweeper, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street, uh, president of Hackman Wealth Partners, and would love to talk to you, as he has with many, on retirement planning, including comprehensive financial planning and that locking in that lifetime income in your retirement legacy and estate planning, and of course, tax efficiency and good proactive tax strategies. And to answer your questions, which is how we close the show every week. Questions from listeners. Russ, we have one here from Robert in Somerville to open it up. He's saying this, I have a steady stream of income, but given that I recently hit my 72nd birthday, I now need to take RMD I'm worried about the tax spike. Is there any way to avoid this? Well, it's certainly uh, these these questions around RMDs, uh, you know, we enjoy uh, tackling uh, because they are, you know, an area of a lot of uncertainty for, for folks. You do have to start taking money out of your IRAs and 401ks when you hit age 72. The percentage is around 3.7% and rises uh, continuously until you're in your, well, until you're no longer here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, for Robert, you, there's not a whole lot you can do about RMDs. If you have a certain amount of IRAs, you're going to have to start taking those RMDs and it doesn't matter if they're invested in an annuity or a sock or, you know, however, you've got to, um, take money out of those accounts uh, pay tax on it. You can re- reinvest, you know, what's what's left after the taxes, but you can't avoid that. You know, you can you can do, let's say you have a million dollars and so your RMD might be, you know, $37,000 more or less. Uh, so you've got to take 70, 37,000 mm-hmm. out of your IRA. You've got to pay, you know, X in taxes, uh, federal and state. And then the money that's uh, left over, you can either reinvest or you can spend. Um, and so, but above that, you know, you, you, depending on what your income is, especially if you're married, the married tax brackets, you know, uh, are, you know, pretty low levels of taxes going up into the few hundreds of thousands. So we have people in their seventies that do Roth conversions and that, that can make sense. Okay. That's a longer conversation. It's very individualized. So I would encourage Robert or anyone else who has a question of, Hey, can Roth conversions make sense for me to give us a call and we can walk you through that, but don't, assume there's a lot of sort of what I consider junky stuff written out there about Roths and Roth conversions. You know, am I too old for them? You can't do them after 72. There's a lot of, I think, bad information out there. So 
please do give us a call and we'll give you the right information. Now, that's certainly a good example of those proactive tax strategies. Uh, Bessie and Needham, how should an individual retirement account, IRA, be managed? Uh, allow it to accumulate wealth and then pay taxes on withdrawals in retirement or transfer it to a Roth IRA? Should I pay my taxes now and receive my money tax-free later? Can the taxes owed on the rollover be deducted directly from the rollover account itself? I think Bessie said, this is my moment in the spotlight. I'm going to get in all the questions and scenario, possible <laughs> That's scenario. That's a of questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Well, I mean, the first question around how, big picture question around how should I manage my savings? And of course, that gets into our core principles, which are, you know, gee, I, I want a certain amount of my money to be safe and not be able to go backwards. And I have different alternatives for that. I want a certain amount in stocks and invested the right way. Uh, maybe some dividend paying stocks, for example, uh, that can generate income in retirement. I want, uh, but then on top of that, yeah, we want to, uh, so there's what's appropriate for you, depending on your resources and your financial needs uh, that, that needs to be tailored for, to you. But, you know, as we were talking about earlier, yeah, you can think about getting money into a Roth IRA. Uh, and the, the big, the, biggest way to do that in or the best way to do that in any size is through conversions, which means you take some money out of your IRA, you move it into a Roth, you voluntarily pay taxes, you know, and, and some folks will say, well, why would I pay taxes early? Well, if you're in a year where your income is low, let's say the year after you retire, maybe you haven't started Social Security, your income may be very low, you might be able to get money into a Roth account. Uh, by just paying, by just withdrawing money from your IRA, putting it into the Roth, uh, and do that at a very low rate. Like if someone says, "Hey, you p- you pay a combined less than twenty percent on a certain chunk of money to never pay tax on the earnings of that again and pass it to your kids tax free," you know, that's that's a a pretty good deal, I'd say. So you yeah. can examine examine that, and you can. The last part of her questions uh, question was, "Can you?" Can you take the money that you owe the tax man out of what you're putting into a Roth? And the answer to that is uh, yes. Okay. Bessie, you can certainly even get more specific answers to any questions you have, as can you listening. And I know a lot of things that Russ says will will resonate with you on this show each week. Here's how you schedule with Russ, 617-299-7676. 617-299-7676. From Angie and Milton, I read that 80% of married men die married while 80% of married women die single. So I'm wondering if I should have a retirement plan that's completely separate from my husband's plan. We're both 57. We're in good health now, but what do you think? Yeah, a good question. Um, You know, we, for couples, we do, uh, we do plans on a combined basis, but you certainly contemplate and, and obviously it can happen in in either direction. So we want to know, you know, if one person passes away first or this person or that person. So, uh, we do them combined, but then we take into account, okay, uh, if the husband passes away first, what happens then? And one of the things that happens is you typically go from two social securities to one, the surviving spouse keeps the higher amount. Then the question is, okay, if that's a drop in income, what's available to make up for that drop? Might our expenses drop? 
all of those things get incorporated into a good comprehensive plan that is really set up for the couple, but designed, of course, you know, to to work and last um, when, um, you know, when unfortunately one person passes away, Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, another good, uh, I think, point to mention in this context is just the notion, Dave, that. Um, you know, in a lot of couples there, it's it very often that there's one person that's more into the finances or, or right. is more sort of naturally finance inclined than the other. That's very common. And that could be either the man or the woman. And, um, you know, in those instances, you know, one of the that's that's one of the reasons why I encourage most folks to find a good planner is when there's only one person left, especially if that's the person that is, you know, not the financially fluent person, right. they really need a partner. And, you know, and I can see that, like, and sometimes I see sort of the wrong end of that, unfortunately, where, you know, uh, a person, you know, one member of the couple has, has uh, passed away and the person that has left you know, has uh, gotten themselves into our office, which is great because they're in the right place, but they're hugely anxious because it wasn't set up ahead of time and having to figure out like, okay, who can I trust with my finances at the same time that you're dealing with, you know, my, my, my spouse just passed away, you know, a few months ago is really not, is, is really a tough way to go about it. So, you know, for those couples out there, think about, you know, one of the good, one of the best things about a good financial planner, good independent financial planner, whether that's us or someone else, is they serve as your partner as you get older. Even if you're both living to a very old age, you want somebody, you know, you've heard me say tongue in cheek, Dave, that, you know, I think everybody needs by the time they're 85, a um, good mechanic you know, who's not going to rip you off Right, a few good doctors to keep you tuned up and a financial person. You That's can absolutely trust. true. And a financial person you can trust, right? Because, you know, you, when you're getting into those most vulnerable, vulnerable years, you really need somebody who you've known for a long time, you know, okay, this person is always going to do right by me. Um, and then especially when one person passes away, uh, for sure, that's uh, that's important. And also comforting, too, because it's not what you want to deal with when you're dealing with grief. So to have that contingency plan in place and ready to activate in that unfortunate situation, it is part of that relationship with your retirement specialist. And that certainly can be Russ. Here's that uh, final opportunity on this week's show to schedule limited at no cost, no obligation, that comprehensive review. Uh, yeah, Dave, I do want to go ahead and, and uh, you know, we like folks to call in with these questions uh, and we can answer them on the show. You can submit them through our website as well. But I do want to offer along those lines uh, that complimentary second opinion. You can interview us as your potential partner to accompany you down the road in the years. That's a very important part of what we do. So please do give us a call. Come in and see us, get that second opinion, look us in the eye and see what it could be like to have us as your financial partner. Let's go ahead and offer that, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. 
And it's really easy to schedule this no-cost, no-obligation, comprehensive review, 617-299-7676. Again, the number is 617-299-7676 for Russ Hackman, who's here every week with great information and what to consider on in retirement planning. Hope you're with us next week. We'll get back together again for the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman and Claire Hare are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, BWA, registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. BWA and Hackman Wealth are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Russell Hackman, Claire Hare, and their guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject covered. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Index or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer. Agents receive payment in the form of compensation and or other compensation, such as a percentage of organization's profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interest of our clients to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A Item 4, for additional information.